Hello and welcome to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. I'm Helly and I'm here to provide regular bursts of information and inspiration, some neuroscience applicable to eating disorder recovery, perhaps a few rants, but otherwise lots of positivity with a bit of a Feck It attitude, some fun and a sprinkling of fabulousness to help everyone find freedom in recovery. Good day and welcome. Welcome back to those of you who are dedicated listeners to this podcast and welcome to any new listeners as well. You are all just as welcome as one another and you are all fabulous human beings because you are out there working at overcoming eating disorders and living through the sheer torture that eating disorders can create because having an eating disorder is horrible and overcoming an eating disorder can be a little bit less than fun at times. But that's not to say you can't find fun in the process, and it's not to say that you can't overcome the eating disorder too. So you very much can. And I'm Helly. This is the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. My first challenge for you today, though, is to think of something that's so far out of your comfort zone that half the time you don't even let it register on your radar that it's even something that you don't touch. What do I mean by that? Well, I suspect that you have foods or situations that are in your fear territory. You have your fear foods and you have your situations that make you quite uncomfortable, but that you will push yourself to do them on a really good day of ED bashing. But I very much know will be the case as well that there are foods and situations that are so far out of your comfort zone that you barely even recognise them on your radar as things that you are avoiding because you just won't let yourself even start to go there. So there might be foods that your family or your loved one eat regularly or eat on occasion that you've stopped even contemplating the idea a long time ago, if you ever did, of joining in with them and eating it as well. Because it's just something that is so far into your discomfort zone that it's just a fear food that is hell no terrifying. I'm not even going to touch that. I'm not even going to think about it. So that now it doesn't even register when the food's in the house. Or if it does, it's just like, oh yeah, they're eating that again. But that's not even something that you even let yourself start to imagine yourself being able to join in on. Or it might be foods in the supermarket now that you don't even let yourself look at, you've stopped even recognising them on your radar. They're just foods that sit on the shelves that you don't even see because they're so far into your discomfort zone. They're so far into the, I would never, ever, ever touch those because of the fear that they generate in me. But those are the foods that you need to be targeting and you can. So whatever those foods are, and they're going to be different for every single one of you. Yes, eat your fear foods that you can recognise and eat those abundantly because that's great. But also go into that real territory of this food is something that I really, really can't even imagine myself ever, ever eating. Because until you do eat those foods, you're never going to fully recover because there's always going to be something that's still in that zone of so terrifying that I can't. But you can. 
And while you keep telling yourself you can't, then you won't. But if you start to tell yourself, yes, I can eat those foods as well. I can do hard things. I can let myself sit on the sofa and eat these foods as much as I want to, even if it feels terrifying, even if it feels wrong, even if it feels like the world's going to end when I do it, because the world won't end when you do it. And actually, I very much suspect that if you keep doing it and you put yourself through that, not only will the world not end, but your world will get a lot better and a lot more fun and fabulous than it has been in such a very long time. So that's your challenge for today. Go and find some of those foods. Go and eat them. Go and jump into your real no zone and enjoy it. Proudly do it. Let yourself free. Let yourself take back control from the eating disorder because you don't want this eating disorder in your life for any longer than it needs to be. But that's not today's topic. Oh no, it's not. For those of you who did listen to last week's episode, which was part three of a series I did about the Minnesota starvation experiment, you will have heard me at the end of that episode have a mini rant about why I don't believe eating disorders are at their core a fear of weight gain and why I would love it if the world would stop creating this myth that that's what eating disorders are, that restrictive eating disorders are a fear of weight gain, and that's just what they are, and you need to address your fear of weight gain in order to overcome the eating disorder. I had a little rant about that last week, and today's episode is about fear of weight gain, and let's address this. Let's address why I don't believe that eating disorders are at their core a fear of weight gain. Now, before you switch off and you think to yourself, this woman has just lost the plot. I know that I am terrified of weight gain and how dare she tell me that I'm not. I am not discrediting your fear of weight gain. I am not saying you don't have a fear of weight gain. Many of you do have a fear of weight gain. But what I'm saying is that it's not the fear of weight gain that is at the very heart of what drives your eating disorder and makes it so hard to overcome. It's a part of it for some of you, but it's not completely what the eating disorder is all about for anybody. So if you haven't read my books or you haven't listened to my podcast or know my content, then you won't be familiar with the fact that I now consider restrictive eating disorders to be an addiction to energy deficit. And because restrictive eating disorders are an addiction to energy deficit, this makes any behaviours or food restriction that lead your body into a state of energy deficit highly rewarding and in themselves addictive. So things like, as I say, food restriction, exercise, purging, using laxatives, all these things that create energy deficit can become highly rewarding to someone with an eating disorder because they create energy deficit. And to your brain, energy deficit is your drug that it's addicted to. And for someone with an eating disorder, the predisposition to develop an addiction to energy deficit comes from an evolutionary and once much needed survival-based response to flee a famine situation. And I've made a podcast episode in the past about the evolutionary theory to eating disorders, which is one that I very much believe holds a lot of credit 
And so I believe that someone who has a genetic predisposition to develop an eating disorder will have this evolutionary response whereby their brain has the capacity to become addicted to energy deficit as a survival response to a famine situation that once upon a time led to the survival of not just that person, but also to their family and their tribe as well. So go back and listen to that episode about the evolutionary theory to eating disorders if it's not something you're familiar with already. Now, if you believe in the evolutionary theory to eating disorders, and if you ascribe to my theory that restrictive eating disorders are an addiction to energy deficit, then you can perhaps start to understand that maybe eating disorders aren't at their core based on a fear of weight gain. So the ancestors from whom the predisposition to the eating disorder evolved were not affected by fears about weight gain. The reason they were driven to avoid energy intake was to enable them to leave the scarce environment they were in and move to an area in which there was much greater food availability to secure their own survival and that of their family members. They weren't sitting there thinking, I don't want to gain weight because everybody will think that I'm letting myself go and I'm getting fat. That was not the reason in their minds for why they didn't want to sit and eat at that time. They were trying to get to an environment where they could survive. And so because all that is the case, all these facts should lead us to question the validity of today's pervasive cultural belief that restrictive eating disorders stem from a powerful fear of weight gain. I know for me that all the time I had an eating disorder and since, I was never comfortable with the theory that eating disorders are first and foremost due to a fear of weight gain, even though that view is so commonplace. But I will admit that in the past, having been subjected to this view throughout the years of having a restrictive eating disorder, even when it didn't feel right to my experience of the eating disorder, I started to believe it. Because let's face it, if you're told something often enough, if you allow yourself to think something often enough, and if you can't come up with any other rationale for what might be true, then you start to believe what you're told. And after all the other theories about eating disorders, such as their being about control, or their arising from perfectionism or poor parenting, held even less truth for me and made me even more uncomfortable. But as a result of the research I undertook in writing my book, Addicted to Energy Deficit, and the new understanding I've gained about eating disorders, I developed an insight into eating disorders that now makes absolute sense to me. And it fits both with my own experience of having an eating disorder and my observations from working with countless others. So I no longer believe that eating disorders are due to a fear of gaining weight, as I've already said. And I do believe that this is just a powerful story that we've all been led to believe. And we've all been led to believe this story that eating disorders are about fear of weight gain alone for three reasons. The first reason is that we live in a culture that idolizes weight loss. And as a result of this culture, Many people with restrictive eating disorders do have a strong aversion to the thought of gaining weight because it goes against what our culture idolizes. And then the seemingly irrational and dangerous behaviors that people with eating disorders are so driven to 
has of course been a puzzle to experts for a very long time. To look at someone who is seemingly starving themselves for no clear rational reason has been confusing everybody for a very, very long time. And so the fear of weight gain theory has been a convenient conclusion to draw because it fits with our societal culture, it fits with our social media-influenced world of thin bodies and people idolising a thin body or a certain body image. And so it's been very easy to just draw the conclusion that somebody who's self-starving and seems to be holding their body in a very underweight shape and size for them must just be scared of weight gain because that's what our culture is dictating to us. And as I said, I know that some of you listening to this are probably now experiencing a resistance to the idea that the eating disorder you've lived with is not purely related to fear of weight gain. And that's an understandable reaction if that explanation has been your story for why this awful eating disorder has destroyed your life in all the ways it doubtless has. But please, I just invite you at the moment just to listen on and keep an open mind. Because I invite you to turn the notion that restrictive eating disorders are driven primarily by fear of weight gain into the reality. They are an addiction to a state of energy deficit. And this means that any behaviours you engage in that create energy deficit, which will result in weight loss, become quickly addictive in and of themselves. And when your body is in a state of energy deficit, it is by definition below the weight at which it needs to be to function optimally. And so to overcome the eating disorder, returning to a state of energy balance does necessitate weight gain. But when you're driven to continue to pursue sometimes dangerous and extreme behaviours that create energy deficit and to resist anything that might lead to energy surplus and weight gain, it's understandable that the natural conclusion has become, I am scared to gain weight. I have this high resistance to anything that might lead me out of energy deficit, that might lead my body to gain weight. Therefore, I must be scared of gaining weight. But that conclusion has been oversimplified. And it certainly doesn't fit with the experience of all people with restrictive eating disorders. It was never an explanation that met with my experiences. And it's not an explanation that fits with the experiences with a lot of people that I work with now. But despite not having this inbuilt terror of weight gain, there are so many people who are just as compelled to remain in a state of energy deficit and keep their weight low with a restrictive eating disorder. And even if you do have a fear of weight gain driving the eating disorder in your case, I very much suspect that even if I could take that fear of weight gain away from you, you would still have a very strong resistance that you couldn't make sense of to getting out of energy deficit. And in my book, Addicted to Energy Deficit, I also talked about eating disorders throughout history and how eating disorders have presented through history, going right back to ancient medieval times even. But wherever restrictive eating disorders have been observed within cultures in which there is no societal pressure to be thin, the explanations attributed to the commonly observed starvation behaviours differ to fit the culture, to fit the time in history that they were present within. But as humans, 
We like a reason or a story for why something makes us feel the way we do. Our brains like to be able to rationalize why we have this fear reaction, why we have this inbuilt resistance, and we try to create a rational story for what's creating it. The fact that stopping eating disordered behaviors leads to weight gain and people experience strong resistance to doing so has resulted in a fear of weight gain story that seems credible, especially within our diet culture society, but it's just not quite that simple. The truth is when a person attempts to stop any addiction to a behavior or substance, the powerful symptoms of resistance are the same. But depending on what that addiction or substance is, those symptoms of resistance will just come with a different narrative. But I'm not taking away from the fact that the symptoms of fear, the symptoms of resistance, the fact that it's really, really tough to allow yourself to eat and gain weight, that's all incredibly real and incredibly powerful. I am not taking anything away from that. I know how horrible it is. I know how hard it is. Because a restrictive eating disorder does cause a powerful anxiety-based resistance to stopping the habitual behaviours and doing anything that could promote energy balance. And restoring energy balance leads to weight gain, and so this anxiety response has been mislabeled as fear of weight gain. But the true cause of this resistance is that behaviours that leave your body away from your drug of energy deficit create intense withdrawal symptoms and cravings for that energy deficit fix. And I've made an episode quite a few weeks ago now about the withdrawal symptoms that come from overcoming an eating disorder. And those are the symptoms that I'm talking about here. And two withdrawal symptoms that you will instantly experience when you're not engaging in your habitual drug fix of energy deficit will be anxiety and fear. And these arise from the brain's amygdala region, which is the fight or flight center. So if someone who's addicted to a drug is faced with the possibility that they won't be able to access their drug at their habitual time, they experience a reaction driven by their amygdala of high anxiety and pure fear. And it might sound crazy, but this is the same as you can experience if you are unexpectedly offered a large slice of cake. Eating the cake would stop your usual powerful fix of energy deficit, which you usually maintain through habitual restrictive eating behaviours. And if that fix of energy deficit is threatened, in this case by the cake being shoved at you, you're going to experience the same instantaneous fear or even panic response as that experienced by the person addicted to a drug. And these primal and brain-based fear reactions you can experience when you're overcoming a restrictive eating disorder, which can be incredibly powerful at maintaining the eating disorder, don't arise from a fear of weight gain. It's a reaction that any person with a strong addiction to anything will experience when not able to pursue their usual fix. And the other brain system that contributes to elevated anxiety is the dopamine system, which I've also spoken about in past episodes. Now, as a result of the addiction, your brain has developed a deep dopamine deficit that creates an internal state of anxiety and depression when you're not engaged in the eating disorder behaviours. And the longer you have an eating disorder and engage in related behaviours, the greater your dopamine deficit will be. So then not engaging in your usual behaviours creates high levels of anxiety, 
which can also feel like fear or panic. And the only way to reduce this inner anxiety in the long term is by stopping the behaviors and allowing your brain to reprogram. And that naturally means weight gain. And so in reality, weight gain can be a key factor in alleviating your current chronically anxious state. But you have to allow the anxious state in order to get through it and allow your dopamine levels to rebalance to a state that's naturally healthy for you. And that, of course, means weight gain, but that means going through an anxiety-based response to gaining weight as you go through the process. So many people who go through the process of overcoming an eating disorder and restoring their natural body weight believe they are terrified of weight gain and that they won't tolerate it. But as they progress through the process, they're amazed to discover that their fears of weight gain diminish despite being bigger than they have been in years or possibly ever. And that's because the dopamine deficit is returning to a level balance. And the underlying anxiety, which has been mislabeled as concerns about weight gain, has diminished because dopamine levels are restored to a level that will allow the person to feel calm, even when they're no longer engaging in the eating disorder. And that can be true for you as well. And of course, the other way in which a fear response is strengthened over time is by avoidance behavior. So when you have an eating disorder, you might experience an instant fear-based reaction when you attempt to eat a food that is outside your usual level of restriction. Let's say it's a burger. And that fear reaction arises because eating that burger is not engaging in your addiction. In fact, it could be said that eating the burger is the same as abstaining from your usual habit of restriction, which is your drug. And so that pushes your limbic system and amygdala into life, creating a fear reaction because your brain needs its fix. It needs its fix of dopamine from restriction. It needs you to not eat that burger so that it gets its fix from your drug of energy deficit. But if you try and eat the burger, then the activated limbic system leads to the high fear response and feelings of panic that you then experience. Now, our brains are programmed to recognize fear and what's caused that fear reaction. So your brain is going to register the fact that you've just tried to eat a burger, the burgers cause this intense fear reaction. And so your brain is gonna recognize burger equals fear response. And it's gonna wire it in as a threat that really needs to be avoided even more in future. Your brain doesn't understand that this fear is irrational. As far as your brain is concerned, there was fear. You avoided the burger. And so there must have been genuine danger. And so that that's going to lead to increasing levels of fear and even the thought of eating a burger next time, an active future avoidance of such a situation. And it becomes a vicious cycle. And that same scenario can occur with anything you have attempted to face with the eating disorder that would compromise your state of energy deficit. So if you've avoided high-density foods, if you've avoided certain food types, if you've avoided resting or other behaviours that can lead to an energy surplus, your brain will have labelled them as all potentially dangerous. And as a result, your brain will now create a powerful fear response when you encounter them. And as I said before, as humans, we like a story for why we're experiencing a fear response. And so it's just become very simple and easy to put the label of fear of weight gain onto this fear response that's coming from 
you avoiding any situation that could lead to energy surplus and take you away from your drug of energy deficit. But can we then please, taking all this into account, maybe, just maybe, it's time to change the narrative. Many people develop restrictive eating disorders because of dietic behaviours that created an initial energy deficit, triggering their susceptibility to develop an eating disorder, and so that's what then led them on to develop the eating disorder, because it did initially come from dieting behaviours and maybe trying to lose a little bit of weight. And that initial drive to lose weight has been coupled with our cultural view that people should be smaller, media reporting of an obesity epidemic, and other societal pressures that all leave you believing it would be wrong to gain weight. And that's certainly a very strong, powerful belief system that can make it that bit harder to make the necessary changes to overcome the eating disorder and let your body gain the weight that it needs to gain. But these beliefs and fears alone are not the powerful driving force to the eating disorder. So maybe it's time to change the narrative. You are not as afraid of weight gain as you believe yourself to be. The deep anxiety you experience arising from the eating disorder and the panic that can come with you attempting to overcome it are not stemming from fears of weight gain alone. They arise from a deeply embedded addiction that creates overwhelming withdrawal symptoms of fear and anxiety. And these symptoms are so strong, they can be seemingly impossible to tolerate. So please have compassion for yourself in relation to that. If overcoming symptoms such as these was easy, then people would overcome eating disorders and other addictions with a lot more ease and much higher success rates than they do. But at the end of the day, continuing to believe the fear of weight gain narrative can be harmful. It can be harmful for you yourself, but it can also be harmful to other people with eating disorders if we allow this narrative that fear of weight gain is what eating disorders are to continue and continue to thrive in our culture and our society and our medical and eating disorder communities. Because the longer this narrative continues, the more eating disorders remain misunderstood and aren't treated in the way they could be and people with eating disorders are left even more confused and not getting the support and help that they need. At the end of the day, beliefs can become self-fulfilling prophecies. For example, if you believe I have no confidence, then perhaps you act like someone with no confidence. And if you believe that I'm scared of gaining weight, then you act like someone who is scared of gaining weight. These beliefs can then become your identity And then that identity can disempower you and lessen your ability to change. And then that again reinforces the belief and it becomes a vicious and self-fulfilling cycle. I don't think you're scared of gaining weight, not to the level you believe yourself to be. And once you stop acting like you are and start working through the difficult process of abstaining from the eating disordered behaviours, decisively pursuing behaviours that take you away from energy deficit, even though they will result in weight gain. You'll also finally realise that weight gain is something you can indeed cope with. So maybe today, just try to tell yourself, I'm not scared of weight gain. I'm okay with weight gain. I can do weight gain. 
my brain doesn't want me to gain weight because that will take me out of energy deficit. But that's what I need to address. And I need to address this addiction to energy deficit by abstaining from restriction, abstaining from all the compulsive behavioral patterns I have that are keeping me in energy deficit, whether that's exercise or whether that's purging or chewing and spitting or whatever it is. I can abstain from those things, even though it feels terrifying, even though that might lead to weight gain, because I can deal with how horrible it feels. And I will deal with it, even though it does feel horrible. It won't kill me, and I can get through this. But as I always say as well, it's not easy. It does take a lot of support. It does take not trying to do this alone. It does take making time and space in your life to go through the process of overcoming the eating disorder. If you really understand eating disorders to be a very, very powerful addiction, as powerful an addiction as people can become addicted to any kind of drug, then you can start to have a little more compassion for yourself about what's needed to overcome it. You wouldn't expect somebody who's trying to overcome a very powerful drug addiction to keep going through their life as normal and keep holding down a job and being very present with their family and doing everything at the same time that they are going cold turkey from their drug. You would expect them to be taking time out to go through withdrawal symptoms, to let themselves process through the emotions that they need to go through and probably to have a lot of support as they're going through it. Give yourself that same compassion because you need it. Eating disorders take so much out of a person to overcome them. And you need to allow yourself that time and space, please. And allow yourself to gain weight. So for those of you who are on social media, because I'm not anymore, because quite frankly, social media just infuriates me. But for any of you who are on social media and who post on social media, then My little request to you is that maybe you can start to change the narrative out there. Start to help the world understand eating disorders as being something that's bigger than a fear of weight gain alone. Because I think that society and culture needs to understand that. I think that people would have a lot more understanding and even be more forgiving of people with eating disorders if there wasn't this belief that eating disorders are about fear of weight gain alone because that just makes eating disorders also sound quite shallow. And people with eating disorders just to be very vain and going back to that stereotype of people with eating disorders to be like a teenage girl trying to look like, well, in my day, it was trying to look like Victoria Beckham, but I think probably time has moved on since then. And I'm sure there's someone else that teenagers today might try to look like. But you know what I mean? Eating disorders aren't about teenage girls trying to look like Victoria Beckham. They're about so much more than that. They are powerful, powerful addictions. And we need to help society and culture understand that. And the eating disorder community needs to understand that. So let's get that message out there. If you believe that I am right and that eating disorders are not a fear of weight gain alone, then please believe that for yourself and help, if you are on social media, spread the message about that too. Anyway, that was my rant about fear of weight gain and whether eating disorders are a fear of weight gain or not. So make of that what you will. You, of course, have to come to your own conclusions about what is true for you. But I know that what is true for anybody with a restrictive eating disorder is that the way to get through it and out the other side is to eat more food, 
rest, give up all those compensatory behaviors, stop the rituals, change the patterns, and allow your body to gain weight. It's not easy, but it is possible. You can find fun in the process as well, and you could become even more fabulous and free than you are already. I'm Helly. You'll find me on hellybarnes.com, and I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Feck It Fun, Fabulous and Free Eating Disorder Recovery Podcast. Don't forget, eating disorder recovery doesn't have to be boring and doesn't have to be serious. Now go and grab yourself some food and have a fabulous rest of the day.